0: Lob Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? Welcome to Rescue Radio. Uh, it's a great, beautiful spring day. Hallelujah. love well me. That's great. Father, we thank you for this very beautiful day. We thank you that you are God, that you're good, that you're in control, that you love us, that you want us well, you want us healthy, you want us to be able to rest in the fullness of your goodness, your peace, even in our physical bodies, in your lives, Father. So today we thank you for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know and receive that revelation peace and joy. Father God, I pray that you'd anoint the Karen and I to speak as the oracles of God and that you would speak your word through us. Lord we the powers of darkness, those that would try to snatch this word, that would try to snatch us away from understanding what you're saying to us, Lord God, I pray that you cover us as you've promised with your promise, that no weapon formed against this will prosper. So that no word said, no deed done, no action taken. By the end, we will bring forth any shame, trouble, or reproach against us or our families, with those who look for us, pray for us, or love us. Lord, I thank you for that. Continue
1: watching over us by your love, by your Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. Now cover us in our health and safety, in our traveling, our vehicles, our finances, and our property, the work of our hands, the fruit of our labors, Father God, because we stand in the joy of the Lord. For you said the joy of the Lord is our strength, and the way of the Lord is strength for those who walk uprightly. So Welcome, Karen, to our new uh, rescue radio show today. Uh, we're calling it It's Hard to Be Healthy.
0: <laughs>
1: That's quite a way to start out the morning, Margie. Yeah, real positive. Right? <laughs> I, I've been up for a long time already this morning. I got the asparagus picked, the dog walked, and, you know, whatever else I did, I don't know. But anyway, but, you know, Karen, you've been in this business of health for so long. I mean, it's like your whole life, basically, and I know the story, but... um, what, in your journeys of walking through health here for yourself, other people, helping lots of people, you've done radio shows, you've done all kinds of things, as you kind of started from point A beginning to today, what do you see going on in the trends with health and with people, their health? Um, what do you see? Well, there's a lot to
2: see, Margie. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I, I see that the awareness is more than it's ever been. It's way more popular to drink water, be fit. Buy organic and not be eating the GMOs, the genetically modified organisms, because people are getting aware.
1: And then I see the majority going absolutely the opposite direction. So you see a, two things happening. Some are getting way more um, aware of what's going on and look, taking some action to change their direction and others who are just being led like sheep over the cliffs of GMOs and pesticides and convenience foods, fast foods and Yummy foods and junk foods, huh?
2: Yes, it's uh, it's really something to see the difference because when we started, when I was a little girl, it was pretty.
1: It was more like just health nuts, more of the. You were the weird ones. You were the weirdos.
0: <laughs> oh well,
1: I remember you telling the story about you taking. Bring chlorophyll water to school and you started to market it. So maybe that was a little indication. <laughs> of, you know, today, chlorophyll actually is one of the things that you can drink to do a little on, uh, detoxifying on the run. As right. Most people are looking for something to do on the run. But, um, you know, going back to the title, um, it's too hard to be healthy. Um, and I think that might be why you see a lot of people doing what they're doing, because it just takes a lot of work. Yes, especially when you are, say, a family mm-hmm. or a
2: person that your main goal is to make enough money to pay your rent or your make your health payment, mm-hmm. buy groceries. Well, I guess the car payment comes next. <laughs> and then if what's left over is groceries, who's going to think about stepping it up and buying organic or going to the health store? Because then when you're eating the food from the fast food and mm-hmm. the hot dogs and mac yeah. and cheese out of the microwave, you don't have the energy to even think about making a change,
1: much less doing it. So it it. becomes a vicious circle. It is. You don't have the money to buy the right food. Then you're too tired to, um, you know, to get the (laughs) energy to to get the right food and do the right things. I know I've always heard a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to cook Mm -hmm. or I don't know how to cook or I don't have time um, to take all those vitamins or to stop and or to exercise or to, you know,
2: I don't have time to sleep that long. I don't have time to drink water. I don't have time to run to the bathroom. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And I'm thinking, if you don't take time now, you're not going to have any time later. Well, you
1: know, it's kind of funny. This is just an aside. But in the olden days, when they had to do everything pretty much manually and by hand, and they had had to live with that kind of food. They didn't have any... I mean, they had to wash the dirt off the carrots. They had to cut the carrots, cook the carrots. They had to pull them out of the ground. I mean, it's like... They ground their wheat, I think, too. I mean, I didn't live in those days exactly, but you know, when they did all that stuff, they seemed to get it all done. And now we have all the blenders and microwaves and conveniences and and magic bullets, and and we still can't. Now we don't have time. <laughs> it's like, I don't it's know crazy. what happened. It's crazy. <clears throat> but one of the things that happens as we pull further and further away from the simplicity of the garden, and I think that's where we began, is in the garden, that's where we do best. But mm-hmm. as we pull into the, the concrete jungles and we get into those busy places, like you've said, um, and we're trying to have a family, raise a family, take care of our health, go to, and everything is way, way worse than it was because um, I think there's actually a diabolical plot out there to make it more difficult even than it has to be. Um, for example, I mean, it, it seems like the enemy's got everything figured out. He's got, you know, fluoride in the toothpaste. He's got uh, the microwave waves going through your kitchen. He's got um, the the radio, EMFs coming and hitting. Mm-hmm. He's got the chemtrails, He's got everything. The agenda out there is really, I mean, getting serious. Uh, it's it's hard to be healthy, but it's harder not to be healthy.
2: I think the agenda is to destroy. To kill us, yeah. And it's a full-time job now to be healthy. It's not like, oh, it's a gift God gave us and we'll just go with that flow and we'll do our farming. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we have some trials in life. And, yeah, it's hard work, but it is, as the Southerners say, Margie, it's a mess
1: out there. Like, it is it's a mess. It's a hot mess, let them say. But you know, if if you understand it's a deliberate diabolical plot to um to it's diabolical. And because we have wandered away from the the righteousness of God and the truth of God, I just was looking this morning and I saw this verse which I thought was very interesting in Jeremiah. He says, um, well, let's see here. Um, uh, he says in verse 3, Jeremiah 30, verse 3, says, For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, and I will bring back your captivity. Now, we don't think of sickness as a captivity necessarily because we're still running around and we're not in a prison with bars and a jail cell. But I believe a lot of people are in captivity in their own bodies because of the health issues, because of the, the Crohn's, the diabetes, the, the you know, um, uh, don't just don't feel good. Digestive system issues, and I don't believe people really connect their health issues and or the the resources that we have available because we have a lot. They don't connect that with um, sin or iniquity or God even. I,
2: I think that's really true, Margie.
1: So I'm going to read my verse, and then you can comment on it. It's, it's in verse, it's going on in Jeremiah 30, verse 12. It says, "For thus says the Lord, your affliction is incurable." Your wound is severe there's no one to plead your cause that you may be bound up you have no healing medicines all your lovers are have all your lovers have for, forgotten you and they do not seek you for i have wounded you with a wound of an enemy for the chastisement of the cruel one for the multitude of your iniquities behold your sins have increased why do you cry about your afflictions your sorrow is incurable because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased, I have done these things to you. That sounds pretty desperately negative and pretty not nice of God to say all those things. But he goes down one verse beyond that in 17. He says, for I will restore health to you and heal you of all your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. So what we see here what's really going on, I believe, is that because of our iniquities, because we've transgressed, because we've moved away from the truth, the simplicity, um, the, fruit, the food that God recommended that we eat right away in Genesis and in, eat in, in the Garden of Eden, we've disobeyed and in not just in the food we eat, but in just about everything we do. We seek to do it our way. We walk in our souls and not our spirits. Mm-hmm. And because of the iniquity, so I don't think people, you know, connect sin, iniquity Anger, injustice, uh, with inflammations, and with um, uh, anxiety, confusion, um, psychotic breakdowns. I don't think they connect the two.
2: Right, because emotionally, when we are
1: having those problems, and mentally, Mm -hmm.
2: do most people bring it right down to, oh, what I eat really affects that,
1: or what I don't, Mm -hmm. and
2: oh, even deeper, my spiritual walk with God.
1: Exactly, and you know, and then on the other hand, you got people think I can solve my world's problems by just eating organically. But that's when it becomes health becomes your god. Yes, and that's not you know what we're saying is that we're body, soul, and spirit, and you can't just administer to one or minister to one and leave the others. I mean, you can think you're really spiritual. I know I wrote the book Cravings. Actually, it's it's going to be um, available for purchase very quickly, but. One of the things in the beginning the Lord showed me is uh, so many Christians think that health is a very non-spiritual issue and God really doesn't care what you eat. So a lot of people, you know, they they will abstain from obvious sins, whatever those sins might be classified in their denomination. But they go out and gorge themselves and eat all this rich, ridiculously unhealthy food and they don't see any problem because they don't think eating is a spiritual issue. They don't think eating is a spiritual matter, but eating really is a spiritual matter because if you don't eat right
0: mm-hmm. according
1: to God and and it, he's not a killjoy. I mean, he's he's not a legalist. He's just, well, I'm going to give you three things to eat and that's it. Mm-hmm. Do you realize the variety of fruits, just fruits that we have, that vegetables? I mean, God is crazy. I mean, there's hundreds of colors and shapes and sizes and tastes and don't tell me there's not anything in that bunch of food that you can' find that you like, but you right. have been why? I guess my question here is why is it so hard for us to just do it right or do it? I don't know if right's the right word, but why is it so hard for us to just do what God says? because that would be
2: surrendering, oh. and we fear it's so full of fear because we feel that we'll lose ourselves, and you know the greatest fear is losing it's, yourself It's dying and uh, not being in control and that means god's in control and he's the kingpin and we're no longer
1: so it goes back to our concept of god then because if i'm afraid to surrender to him and do what he says submit obey where he's talking about here, your iniquities your afflictions are incurable so when we want when we want our own independence we we take ourselves to others like authorities um professionals, doctors lawyers uh psychiatrists whatever they might they might be even
2: the pastor or right oh yeah because we don't want to take that responsibility if that's the correct word we don't want to take the action that is necessary to surrender our lives to to god and to that divine healing Mm -hmm. because oh my
1: where might that lead us in life yeah, then I'd have to do what God wants, and, you know, we don't know what God wants, and that might be no fun. But it, is it fun to be sick? Is it fun to be taking a zillion medications and, and feeling tired all the time? and and? But at least I'm in control, Margie. Well, all right. So I think two... it's, a, it's a false control. <laughs> it's a false illusion. It's an illusion because, yes. really, stop and think about it. There's very, very little that we have control over, really. Really, um, I mean, you didn't control the sun coming up today. You don't control the, the Our wind. Our next breath. No, we really don't. And I think, so when you realize how little you do control, I think maybe that's why we grasp, it's my time and I want to do what I want to do.
2: Coffee, it's, it's, it's my, my coffee. It's my chocolate. It's my drug. It's my, it's
1: my don't touch it.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I have people who come
2: in for consult that will say right up front, you can tell me anything, but don't touch this
1: don't touch my food.
2: <laughs> what whatever that thing is, it yeah. might be coffee. It mm-hmm. might seem something simple, mm-hmm. and yet as you get into it and as you begin to find out what their body's top priorities are,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that very thing that they see as freedom is what's keeping them captive.
1: It's really and they
2: don't want mm-hmm. to touch that where like say for example diet diet soda.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to say diet coke <laughs> or diet pepsi <laughs> or, or diet whatever. And as we see, those big companies are being forced to make some changes in some of those areas. But the very thing that the doctor has diagnosed can be traced back to the beginning of that addiction that they began with, that now they have all these symptoms Mm -hmm. and and they're really serious
1: Mm -hmm. health
2: symptoms.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is that I I don't think that people understand um, the actual conspiracy What's going on? Uh, There is this war, and I've talked about that on the radio a lot. Uh, There's a spiritual conspiracy, but it it, it goes, wraps right down into the physical, uh, and the whole agenda is, you know, oh, she's a conspiracy theorist. Well, there's only two options to explain history. One is it's a pure coincidence and accident. It doesn't, you know, just whatever happens, happens, and there's no reason for it. Or you can say there's a reason. It, there's a God says the curse without a cause does not come. God is a reasonable God. I think I believe things. There, we we base science on reason, mm-hmm. uh, standard deviations, and all. I mean, we, there's a there's an amount of error in it, but we we want to look for reasons. And so, conspiracy explains what we see out there better than the theory of accidents.
0: Mm-hmm. Does
1: that make sense? It sure does. So, you know, um, starting with conspiracy, then we have to realize that. Um, If there's a war going on for your soul or your body, your physical body, it started in the spirit world where God says it starts in the iniquities, in the sins of the generations even. And if Karen, do you see this when you work with people that it seems like there's a predisposition to certain things in their generational line, you know, their parents kind of what they learned or what they their DNA, you know, was like that they they have a craving for this or they, you know, have a they can't handle a certain like sugar, for example, um, Certain nationalities and ethnic groups cannot handle alcohol, or so people don't get it that deeply. What do they? What do they try to do?
2: Well, I do see it a lot, Margie, because especially working with you the last number of years, it's really opened my eyes to the generational curses and blessings that have always been a question uh, that I had had since I had become an adult, mm-hmm. and I was so thankful to find you. I guess it was 11 years ago Mm -hmm. when I began coming for counseling because I really wanted to change it, for not just for myself, but for my children, Mm -hmm. for my children's children, and even maybe going back with my parents. However, when we get programmed and we accept, oh, well, you know, I have heart issues because my father does, Mm -hmm. and his father had, or I have cancer because, but they can only take that back so far because cancer didn't even have a name, much less possibly exist mm-hmm. way back. However, when we get that mindset set of, oh, it runs in my genes. So, well, of course, I own this. Yeah, And then we get to the science of that every cell has memories. Mm-hmm. And then we can do something as simple. What I have noticed through the years, even before I have learned what I have working with you was that each one of my children liked and disliked the very foods that I liked and disliked while I carried them. So it was very interesting that as a baby, my oldest liked lemons. She liked um, pickles, things like that to this day, loves them. Um, my middle one, I, uh, some of the food I could eat that made me feel good, salty burritos, beans, that type of thing, her favorite food, And right on down to the third one. And so you see, what we as parents, what we do and don't do doesn't just affect us. It affects our children and the future generations. And they follow you, whether you preach something else, say something, whatever. It doesn't matter what you say. What it matters is what you do. And that is what is so powerful in a child's life. And in other people's lives is what we actually do, because especially if the two don't match up, then don't talk to right. me about it. Right. Don't talk to me about health food if you're going to, you mm-hmm. know, eat totally different and tell me not to do it and you're mm-hmm. not doing it. It's like Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be authentic and it's got to be real. And it and it can't be used for control because some sometimes in health people are so passionate about it or it becomes their God that it really turns people off. Mm-hmm. And so... In that, in talking about generational, I see it a lot, and I say, did you know that now in science, in the science magazines, and the medical magazines, they're actually showing, which mm-hmm. God knew all along, that food and an, an, even one nutrient can change your DNA?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that is powerful on a physical level. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the spiritual level, which science totally compliments and uh, proves,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: goes right along with our spirituality when we're talking truth and vice
1: versa. Mm-hmm. Because God is the creator. God gets, he, it's gonna, he's going to be verified, completely validated in the end, uh, and wise are the people who realize it ahead of time. But you know, a lot of times what, what I think happens is we we get out of sync with God, and that's where it all begins to fall apart. And so, like you said earlier, then we've got to run our lives, take control, be responsible. We program. We are
2: programmed. We are programmed. If, we don't, if we're not letting God program us, who is programming well, us? is programming us. But our, who is and who is that? And who's behind that, right. Who's behind that? And so what I encourage parents these days is look at your village. And do you like the way your village is living? Do you want that village to teach your children? Mm. Or are you going to be... Are you going to be the renegade and the pioneer like my parents were and say, uh, uh, no more, no more chemicals on our land, no more of this, no more of that, because there's a bigger picture here. Mm -hmm. And that is so important, Margie, when we start talking about that with the uh, generational in the cells, in the DNA, and even the tongue of what we crave, what Mm we are programmed to eat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God God can help us with that. We might try and we might fail, and we're probably going to fail because in a human. Yeah. We need that. We need God to help us to with heal. every decision mm-hmm. and every choice and help
1: him to change those but, memories. But see, the thing is, we have cast God out of everything, uh, including, you know, get, we've, we've rejected the fact that he is the creator, that he made our body, that he knows how to run it. We've 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 rejected his commandments in how to raise the body, feed the body. We've rejected his commandments in identity, um, male, female. We have rejected his commandments in love one another. We have rejected all of these things and made a total mess out of everything, including our own physical health. And by the time it gets to our body, I mean that's the last frontier. When your body is starting to, you know, be sick, not well. Your body doesn't lie. It's telling you, I can't take this. I can't use this food. I can't do this anymore. Would you please? It's like you're killing yourself. And then it starts affecting your mind. Yeah. And then it works backwards until, well, once when you're feeling not well health-wise, physically, um, you're just not going to be on the top of your game any place, anywhere, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Uh, Financially. Relationally. Nothing. Every
2: yeah. area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the number one thing is our is eternity. And our spirit and the healing. And number two, if we don't have this body that is well, this vehicle to
1: to take us through this temporary life, Mm -hmm. what do we have, Margie? Yeah, because nothing can replace your health. Health is your most precious gift. And and it's the thing we take for granted the most, I think. We We do. We abuse our body. We run it. we, We drag it here and there. We don't feed it. We don't give it water. We just, you know. We abuse ourselves. It's called self abuse but we don't see it that way because oh, no. we're we're deceived into believing I am doing what I want to do. It well, you know well how we're deceived
2: is that in marketing and in the world it's made to look like freedom. You know, when you see the ads about alcohol and even in the past, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh it's fun, we're partying, it's we're people. cool, we're all this. They don't show you the alcoholic that's on the street. In On the curb, they don't show you that because we are being lied to. We're being deceived. And right. there's something really po- important there. I feel that I need to share, mm-hmm. Margie, and not that maybe is even what we were going to talk about this morning. But in thinking about addictions and cravings and things like mm-hmm. we were talking about in your new book coming out, I'm very excited about that. The cravings, yeah. Yeah, with the cravings. Uh, I've really had a question for about 30 years uh, just because of uh, um, my own personal relationship. And I really wondered about people who could choose their cravings over what they really love or who they love, mm-hmm. whether it's sometimes you see so many times mm-hmm. where whatever that jug- drug of choice is, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a street drug or a legal drug that has a paper with it, um, whatever that might be, or it might be alcohol is a big one, where uh a partner can leave a family mm-hmm. and choose that over a way for a husband and the children and when you see that played out through the years sometimes i think you really wonder how when it's a literal choice right in front of them mm-hmm. um why do they choose oh, many I, times well I, I
1: i like that question um it, it, because you you and I look at it as a choice. You're, you're looking, you're presenting this as if it's a choice that they're making to choose the alcohol over the the family, or the right, or the wrong, or the black, or the white, or right. Yes. But but there, but you're we we look at that as a choice, and we're saying, oh, just make a good choice for crying out loud. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What you know? What's wrong with? I mean, really, what's wrong? with Well, there is something wrong with them because actually, the choice they're making at that point is not even their choice, although. It is being acted out through their body, through their hands, through their walking away, through their drinking, whatever it is, looks like them making a choice. <clears throat> but they are, as Paul said, needing deliverance. At that point, Paul is saying, I am doing what I don't want to do. Right. And so there is a spirit. I know people don't look at it this way. If you're in treatment or trying to quit something, I don't care what you're trying to quit or do, Right. whether it's eat better or stop using some chemical. You're 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 being controlled by the programming by a demonic spirit or the spirit behind the programming that has trained you. You've given your agreement to it so much that now it has the power, taken the power from you. So you are actually doing what you don't want to do. And Paul says, if I'm doing what I do not want to do, it is not me doing it. That's Romans 7:20. Mm. So if it's not me doing it, he says, it is the sin that dwells in me. What is that? God did not create us to be in sin, or for sin to dwell in us. However, obviously that entity of sin, or the the liar behind the sin, is pulling the switches. And I I would say it's a spirit of nicotine, or it's a spirit of, of alcohol, or it's a spirit of sugar cravings, or whatever. These things are cravings. And in um the, the amplified version of Romans chapter uh, six verse twelve, it says that very interesting. It says, Paul says. Let not sin rule as king in your short-lived perishable body (laughs) that to make you obey it Mm. in its lusts, evil passions, and cravings. Now, if that doesn't tell you what's really going on, and yet we think we're free, we are controlling things. And that we're we're choosing. choosing. Yeah, we're doing what we want to do. And then the other people come and say, well, you know, make a better choice. It's your fault. And so we get very confused when, when we go into treatment, before we go into treatment it's a it's a medical condition, it's a disease, so we can get our third party pain, we can get the diagnosis so we can get the money. Uh, so somebody gets the money, you don't get the money. <laughs> somebody else is always here I'll the money. pay you to go to treatment. Yeah, right. Right. Wouldn't that make oh, it Oh, we'd be overflowed. Yeah, Well we don't get the money. Anyway, we get so it's a sickness. But well, once you get in there they flip the coin on you, and all of a sudden it's you've got to work the program, you've got to take responsibility. You you aren't you you are you. not getting it because you don't care, you don't try hard mm-hmm. enough, and so it all becomes your responsibility. So notice in Romans seven twenty, he goes back to it's not me doing it; it is the sin that dwells in me. But that is not the way society runs around here. But until we put deliverance back into everything, I mean, even for example, you can frustrate yourself to the max just trying to. Take your vitamins or, or eat a green shake or a smoothie or replace one meal a day with a with, with vegetables or a salad instead of, you know, your hostess Twinkies and French fries. I mean, trying is a waste of energy. It is. It's it, a waste. It's a word I we avoid. Run, we run into this spirit, spiritual resistance. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are running into spiritual resistance in whatever it is you're trying to change or choose better, you may be running into a set of agreements that you or your generations have made with the enemy that is allowing that enemy now to have the power to control you so when we're talking health which is what we're talking about yes. see how it's all involved and it is very intertwined and it's very complicated
2: mm-hmm. so to take that uh you've taken it all the way so it's not one step thir- further it's mm-hmm. just a little bit more to that yeah. story mm-hmm. So in working with people with addictions Mm -hmm. in health, because we know that when we give the body, first we give the spirit what it needs, and that's a relationship with God Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. surrender. Two, when we work with people on a physical level, we know that when we give it what it needs in the area of minerals, Mm -hmm. that those cravings and addictions go away on a a human level, Mm -hmm. level. However, in working with many people who have addictions, and who are in 12-step programs, Mm -hmm. or possibly even celebrate recovery, something Mm -hmm. that's based on the word, I still was inquisitive about, because I see so many lives, about that very question. So I was able to have somebody get really honest with me. And because what I see in going with uh, friends and family, even to 12-step meetings, is that times what was the addiction, whether it's a chemical or something else, is traded out for now that person mm-hmm. is the addiction. It's all about them. And it was before, too. It was before, too, but sometimes we become our own addiction. Uh-huh.
1: That's interesting.
2: And in that, I was able to ask a friend about that because I was seeing where it went from, even though the The third step is about total surrender Mm -hmm. to God's will. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm seeing people that are uh, addicted to the meetings, they're addicted to the relationships, they're addicted to themselves. Mm -hmm. So I asked that question just from a good heart, no motive intended, Mm -hmm. and said, I'm asking from my heart, how how is that that people will choose? Mm -hmm. Speaking now on a human level, Mm -hmm this addiction over the life they love. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I was told, he said, because Karen, that addiction, whatever it is, is your lover Mm
1: -hmm. and no
2: one's coming between you and your lover. Yeah. And Margie, I see that. And I see that whether it's the addiction is a chemical or the addiction is ourselves Mm -hmm. because we are addicted. We are, we're it baby. Mm -hmm. Or if it's food, Mm Mm-hmm. If it's food or drink or whatever, yeah. it's part of the rebellion.
1: Well, it's also an idol. It's part of the idolatry because we shall have no other gods before the Lord God. And if you put anything, including even a ourselves, or ourselves, and so the it's interesting, we become intoxicated with ourselves. So it's, and then we want to fill those cravings and those satisfy mm. and we
2: never will get there. And that's why we get fatter and fatter. That's why we get more and more depressed. Mm. That's why. There is no, you know, and then even in the world of lust or whatever, it's like whatever you do, you want more of it. Mm-hmm. And whatever you focus on and you look at, that's what you're going to have more of. Mm-hmm. So if you eat junk food and fast food, mm-hmm. you want more of it. If you eat good food and drink greens and eat salads, it might take about 27 days or more, but, <laughs> or more, but your body's going to want more of it. Mm-hmm. And within 120 days, Margie. That's when it becomes a okay. permanent change because the red blood cell lives 120 days. Mm-hmm. So we can have almost all new cells in our body every seven-year cycle. So don't tell me mm-hmm. that it's in my genes, it's in my DNA. There's controversy over just a few of the cells in the brain, whether they actually change out or, or over the seven-year cycle. Other than that, the whole body changes. And we're either making healthy cells, Margie, or we're making unhealthy well, here, cells and
1: deteriorating. Well, here's the problem, though. The old memories are imprinted on the new cells unless, of course, we've made a decision and been delivered from that. So I, that's why I think, well, if that's then every seven years, I should get basically a new body. But every seven years I get more tired. Isn't it interesting that God said that the, the land even should rest? every seven years and every seven days we should have a rest yeah seven seven but you know the thing is again going back to what you were saying a minute ago about the we that that addiction becomes our lover um our replacement for god we become our own lovers i believe that mm-hmm. i i think in this society right now i am my own god therefore i control things therefore i don't need a god i won't submit to a god and look what's happening as a result if you you run your and we, there's even a false peace. The enemy is so good at this that he's created, he's caused us to believe we are should be our own gods, run our own show, say what we want to say. But you know what? As you lose your health, you have to submit to all kinds of other things: treatments, programs, it's tests. It's addiction. It's captivity. Whor- it's bondage. It's it's humiliating. I mean, it's surgeries, uh, colostomy, colostomies, all kinds of things. I mean, it's just sad. You think you're in control. And this is where it gets you. It's just like you said, it, it's, a, it's a self-fulfilling, destructive a lie. Some of it's a fast destruction, slower
2: mm-hmm. for some people. But it is destruction, and it's not freedom. But no. Satan deceives us into He's thinking. He's trying to
1: steal our health.
2: And our joy and our life.
1: You know, And our soul, we do not. I know. We're losing that's, our soul. Well, you know, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that are quite interesting. It's about it's the trading of the souls of men. In Revelations, that's one of the things they think... Um, The uh, the the woman who sits on the beast, she was busy in the uh, activity of trading and collecting the souls of men. I think Ezekiel talks about that, too. So it's right. The devil is collecting. He's a soul collector, but he has to he oftentimes works through the physical body. But, you know, we do not have to let the devil take anything from us. He cannot take it from us unless we agree with the lie. That's the bottom line rule in the war but it's knowing the
2: lie and margie that's where i think whether it's the masses that are eating the junk food that are microwaving that are lining up for the vaccinations it's ignorance it's ignorance of knowing the truth of what you're teaching and and getting into the word and Mm -hmm. finding the truth and if we're not willing to do that we're
1: so easily deceived well and not only deceived but captured we're going to go back into captivity And the very thing that's bringing us into captivity is our health, because we need all these now these high powered uh, medical uh, insurances and programs and hospitals. And I mean, just the only the industries that are growing the most rapidly are the ones that uh, administer to sicknesses and diseases and and surgeries and things. Um, And I just read the other day, and I can't remember the statistic, but a remarkably like a third or maybe an incredible number of people. Uh, die at the hands of medical interventions, you know. And, and, I under- and prescription drugs. And, yes, and I understand that that this group, this test, this this group of subjects are more sick to begin with than your normal subjects, you know, if you're running an experiment. Usually. You'll find in that group uh, more uh, of more pro- uh, a propensity to death uh, and dis- destruction because of the fact that they're already sick. But the thing is, um, nonetheless, I don't I don't believe that that's a justification. I mean, many medical uh, companies, um, pharmaceuticals, they just they allow a certain number of deaths in their tests. They throw these meds out there. They haven't tested them in proper ways. And then they oh, if we get, you know, 12 deaths per million, that's an OK number. That's or whatever. I don't know if that, what the number is. Maybe. You well,
2: know. in vaccinations, they allow 10 deaths per batch, which a batch oh. can be quite
1: Large until there's ten, they will not even have an investigation. But but do, yeah, but when they notice a batch is bad, which they get bad batches sometimes, because then you're starting to see the kids get uh, affected by that. Um, that they they if they see that happening, don't don't they divide the batches up and send them around? That, so that
2: actually happened, yes, and and it does happen so that it won't be so obvious in one area so of all the yeah. the deaths and the effects. And I the mean, timing. And, you know, Margie, it sounds like maybe we're totally down on the medical, which we are not. We need our medical, we need our Christian doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. and there are pharmaceuticals that are life-saving. What we're talking about is what's happening out there in the majority, because there's many a good people that go into the hospital mm-hmm. for a simple procedure or into the office, and boom, they're dead. Or they, oh, what went wrong? They don't even know what wrong, went wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, Or... They're given too much morphine, and that's happening in our rest homes and our nursing homes. Because I have friends that are nurses, and they're like, If I, they'll say to the doctor, You know that if I give them that amount of morphine, you know they're going to die. It's like, Do it or lose your
1: job. Oh, and so ouch.
2: I'll tell you what,
1: we are living in a really scary time. Well, and you know, and then when you surrender to these people, these professionals, because you think that they know more than you do about your body. You are the one who's been living in that body. You do know more about your body. You know what happens when this. I mean, maybe you need a little wisdom and counsel. And yeah, I'm. And hopefully, people are aware. I I believe doctors and, and nurses. And and those kinds of people are can are can be gifts from God as well. I'm not Very saying much so. that. Very much uh, so. Many of them have saved lives. Uh, midwives have delivered babies. That you know, doctors, whatever. I'm not saying that.
2: Right. Uh, I just think that's a good point. If somebody hops into this show in the
1: middle, oh, yeah. they're going
2: to think that we're all down on the medical, yeah. and we're not.
1: If you want to hop in, it's three four seven two one five eight zero five one. I said that fast. I'll say it again. <laughs> three four seven two one five. And as you're getting your phone, let's just do a little quick town for a little bit here. You don't live in Minnesota anymore. Too bad. We lost you. <laughs> we should have been
2: nicer to you. Oh, Minnesota no, nice. Yeah, Minnesota nice. Oh, there you go. I love Minnesota.
1: Yeah, well, I know you do. You fit in well with your nice blonde hair and everything. But um, you're going to be here for a couple more days. And tonight, actually, or tomorrow night, sorry, Wednesday, you're going to be with me at, at my uh, class. I do a Bible study um, in my office in Crystal. So if you want any information on that for the address, just go to my website, liferecovery.com, and uh, you can see Karen in person, and she'll be sharing with us from 5 to 7 tomorrow night. And we're going to talk about anxiety and suicide. Ooh, ouch indeed. Mind-body-soul connection. Ooh, yeah. And then on Saturday, day before Mother's Day, the 9th, we're going to be in Rogers at the Holiday Inn, and you and I are going to be teaching Part 3 of Troubled Children, Troubled Kids. How to feed kids, um, bring kids out of some of these um, mental psychological, uh, 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 what's the other word I would say, lethargic kind of pits, rebellion, all kinds of things kids are falling into. Kids these. at any age, really, Margie. Yeah. So you don't have to be uh, have children to come. You just have to have been one. Mm-hmm. So if you were a kid at one time, you're welcome to come. It's from 9 to 3, and it's free um, just register on, on the line online though, please, so that we kind of can be prepared for various things that we might be doing, handouts, etc. Um, so yeah, so you're with us and you're gonna answer questions and we'll be available. Um so but back to the subject of um of health and you know, I, I agree the, the medical community can be a great blessing, but when we see how tangled up it is. If I have a straight relationship with God, God is my Father, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. He's leading me into all truth. He's going to lead me into the place of peace too. Um, but anxiety and um, depression and fear and fear. Bottom line, this world is just right now just so soaked and saturated in fear and anxiety and what, very restless. Yeah, we all anticipate something is going to happen. Even the earth is restless. Uh, well, I heard it's creaking and mm-hmm. shifting. shifting. It and is shifting. Yeah, oh, shifting. shifting.
2: And it's probably part of the times. So I uh, recently had an experience where I was injured and in pain. And I said to my health professional, a couple of months, because I hadn't ever been in pain for that long. However, you know, we know what to do and we know the natural anti-inflammatories and pain relievers and things like that. But I said to her, I said, what do people do, one, without God and two, without natural health? And she said, well, they would have put you on painkillers and you would be addicted now. Mm. That would be for starters. And I just thought, you know, my heart goes out to people. I don't sit here in, uh, even though we might be very definite about what we say, I don't sit here in judgment or criticism right? because only for the grace of God, there go I. Mm -hmm. If my parents hadn't made a change and had taught us a new way of thinking and living Mm -hmm. And to uh, farmers are quite good About thinking for themselves There's Mm -hmm. different professions That are quite independent And yet we we do need each other However, when we're so Co-dependent on the system Of Mm -hmm. of, Oh, they got my check Oh, they got my food That's where I got my computer And my cell phone And, you know, if I don't do this I won't get this
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I won't have coverage It's like Oh, good gracious! Let's get let's get a job, mm-hmm. and let's get real about taking responsibility, and let's start with baby steps. Mm-hmm. You know, some things are still free, like breathing correctly, mm-hmm. and um, almost free, not very expensive. Drinking pure water, mm-hmm. which will be like
1: gold before too long. Yeah, no, that's true. But and to be grateful, I really believe mm-hmm.
0: that
1: um, the attitude of gratitude is health. It's a demonstration of health and peace. And in these days, the thing that we need is joy. We need strength. We need peace. And the way we get that is to know our make our peace with God, because he said, I will restore your health to you.
0: Mm, I and love heal that.
1: you of your wounds. So, I and I think that. a lot of those wounds are our soul wounds. yes heart wounds.
2: And that manifests in the body, every yeah. emotion.
1: Yeah. If we don't uh,
2: let it go, forgive it, express it, do you know how many people could be healed, Margie, if mm-hmm. they just forgive?
1: Oh, yes, just forgive. Because because even for example, inflammation, um, that mysterious kind of thing that lurks Acidity, in the body, anger, yeah. And, and and those are the great uh, great sources of, isn't it cancer and things, inflammation? And- Some
2: doctors are saying that is the core root of disease in the body is inflammation because inflammation is acidity, and acidity creates inflammation, and the body can't heal itself in that state. Well, isn't it something you said the word dis-ease, which is Dis- disease? Because but- I'm not a doctor, so I talk about dis-ease
1: mm-hmm. in the body. Well, if the body is at dis-ease mm-hmm. instead of at ease, I believe the, is the source of inflammation is an irritation from an injustice. So think about this. If you have inflammation in your body, go back to the place where you first, you know, you may not even know where it first crept in. But really, it's coming in through the, the anger, uh, injustice that's never been resolved. So inflammation comes from injustice that's been swallowed. So if the anger that you could not express, the 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 justice you could not get out there, um, you've taken it inside and you've, you've crossed your arms and says, I'm going to stay mad until this thing is resolved. So until that, my heart decides to have an attack, until my oh, liver it's, decides it's to It's red, shift. burning, flame, yep. inflamed. Inflammation is that, that anger flaming inside of you because of the injustice. And so, like you said, with forgiveness, the way, the root, the first step in getting rid of an inflammation is not to take an anti-inflammatory like turmeric, which would help. But the first step, is to forgive, ask the Lord who you're mad at. It may be yourself. It may be God. It may be your spouse. It may be somebody who's dead now.
2: It may be something when you were in your mother's womb. Maybe your mother was angry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, maybe you were angry at your mother for the thoughts she was having. We don't realize how much our babies take on mm-hmm. inside of what they hear the parents say, yeah. what they, what the mama feels. Yeah, Yeah. And yeah. it can start... And at these generations before, what was just in our bloodline, in our mm-hmm. bloodstream. So we don't have to understand it all. We don't have to diagnose it all. We don't have to dissect
1: it. We could be exhausted doing that, well, but if, we
2: can give it all to God.
1: We can, we can ask the Lord. He said, my sheep know my voice. And so if you've ever prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come in your heart, have ever confessed that he is Lord, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, that he's coming again. If you've ever made that confession, even when you were a little kid in Sunday school and didn't think much of it, you have accepted the Lord. You have you are saved and therefore now are you acting like it? That's another question. And there comes the turmoil mark of the sanctification. There comes mm-hmm. the great unease
2: within the spirit and That's the right. body. When our spirit has accepted and knows God, mm-hmm. and we are allowing We're ourselves to, to it. yes, giving mm-hmm. ourselves over to evil, uh, lust, or uh, ignorance, ignorance uh, over eating, eating the wrong thing,
1: lack of assurance, um, mm-hmm.
2: what whatever that might be, choosing the alcohol, choosing for and, comfort, and yeah, one thing I'd like to talk about a little bit, Margie, we mm-hmm. haven't talked about this even uh, just privately, but is all these people that are smoking weed and marijuana and wanting it to be legal, as it is in some states, um, I know that they have medical purposes for some things, but Margie, in my spirit, it is not right. And it when I work with people who even have used it for medical reasons, mm-hmm. the depression that they deal really? with later, it actually changes something in the chemistry of the brains. And you were talking oh. about that deception of peace. Now, there's a deception of peace and um, Mm -hmm. being that, oh, yeah, everything is well. I think we really have to be careful in those areas. Well,
1: see, that's always what the devil does. There's always a promise. There's always an initial uh, boost or encouragement or, you know, whatever medication or substance we're taking in. There is a hook. And so, if that's the hook, it makes takes where the pain, makes me it come it, it levels out the disease. We're always trying to manage our pain, manage our emotions, manage our feelings. A lot of times with drugs, this much alcohol will do this. This Let's much take the edge off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how we get hooked into that addiction. And a lot of the weed is to slow people down and calm the quiet them because inside there's a lot of anxiety. So they're actually trying to manage their own moods with the intake of. The substance. The sub- Did you know that sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine? Well, obviously, because we're almost
2: all addicted to it. <laughs> but isn't that incredible that the research is showing that that same hook of cocaine or heroin in the cell mm-hmm. is the same hook of corn syrup and sugar? And these artificial sweeteners well, are are in everything. And we wonder why why, like our little children are just oh, he's just got Irritated, such a sweet angry. tooth, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not giving them the the foods with enough minerals, they're not getting the minerals that they need to uh well, satisfy that we don't
1: crave I think the thing one of the things that is um also we didn't talk about yet, our probably least, when we know what's right,
0: oh and then we know, and, and, that
1: we don't, is, and we won't do it we, now we, there's thin ice we 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 know how to feed our children. We know sugar is not good for them, but we buy the donuts and we provide them with all the candy. They wine in the store. We give them the little extra candy bar or whatever. And we, we know that it's not good for them. We know that. Uh, but we say, oh, what are we saying? Oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that bad. No, we're saying, it's, really, I don't want to deal
2: with it. And I don't yeah. want to deal with you. And that's why we have so many thousands of children on psych drugs now because it's not the children. It's the parents because right. they yeah. aren't dealing with it because they're eating the mac and cheese and hot dogs out of the microwave mm-hmm. they are
1: they're, they're sipping starving. they're sipping the poison they need water and we don't they're dehydrated they're 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 starving to death it's really a, a form of abuse because those children are, are nutritionally starving to death they are they are we are adults are yeah but what 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 is it in the adult the parent that says it's not it, you know what if if somebody were attacking your child physically some thief oh, kidnapper wow. bandit robber whatever we'd be all over it we'd be all over it we would not sit down for a second we would go we would take it to the you know the to get justice and right but with this subtle killer in the we form, turn on the tv yeah
2: and the, and the RG, program, we, yeah, yeah we let that tv program them. Mm-hmm. that um i ate fruit loops when i was little before we changed it's one of the highest glycoside foods out there now that is part of the gluten problem, the autism problem, the can't focus problem. Mm -hmm. And that didn't even include the artificial colorings and sugar. But because of the roundup and the glycosides that are on this food Mm -hmm. and you know, we as parents it is a huge I don't know if you believe in the world word responsibility. I don't find that exact word in the scriptures. Yeah, I don't know. However, we have a duty of stewardship. Yeah. There you go. And we have these little souls that we've brought into Mm -hmm. this world Mm -hmm. and if you can't do it for yourself You better get with the program and do it for your kids because you know what? Do you like the way you're living your life? Do you like how things are going? Well, it's going to be 10 times or 100 times for your child. Do you want them to make the same choices that you're making now? Mm -hmm. It's a mess, Margie. If we don't change us and be inconvenient and get out of in front of the TV, get off the medications we don't need working with your hopefully Mm -hmm. health uh, believer doctors and Um, really put in the effort into investing in our child's soul and their life. It's a lot of work. It takes energy. And if we don't, and I'm not talking Red Bull energy, I'm talking talking real life energy. Uh, It takes work, Margie. And for some people, they're going to say it's too hard. But who's going to take care of
1: you? Who's going to take care
2: of your kids? Who's going to take care of their kids?
1: Well, it seems like the more that we try to do it, the the wrong way, you know, the artificial way, the soup it up, beef it up, you know, like even the energy drinks and stuff. We're just putting off, we're just postponing what ultimately must happen, and that is that there is a day of reckoning, and you can't drink energy drinks forever. Um, Young kids think they're invincible, uh, 20-somethings, they can just grab a fist, grab a that, and they can go and keep going. Um, But, you know, and, and I agree, I know a lot of people don't have ways to fix a lot of good food but there are still a lot of healthy options out there. It's not there.
2: that expensive to buy an organic carrot and chew on it. Or, ba- or, or, a banana. or a banana. It's my mom says that it's the fast God created the really <laughs> got, true fast food. Yeah. And I know I'm a bit tough on this, but I love children. I love kids. Mm-hmm. And my heart is grieving for them. I can't believe some of the families and what the kids are exposed to, um, what they're living in. And you know what? God can help us. He can help rescue that because you know what, Red Bulls and this energy that you're talking
0: about—they're
2: mm-hmm. not just pro. They're just not postponing it, Margie. They're accelerating it. Yeah, they, they really because
1: are. it's eating away at our bones
2: and our teeth mm-hmm.
1: and our brains and our nervous system. Well, you know, going back to the overwhelming piece. Um, I believe that, you know, we have a couple of issues here. Number one is it's a, it's a, a relationship issue with God, mm-hmm. a separation issue, a sin issue. There needs to it be is. some true repentance and acknowledging of the Lord God. And that includes repenting of I can do it my way and and take control. The rebellion. Yeah, the rebellion. Uh, and that comes from, of course, feeling um, that you don't want to you don't care. You don't want to care because when you do care, it hurts. And a lot of us have been ta- taught a false concept of God. You really need to go back to your Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to just have mercy and show you what's, what you've been mistaught if you value your life. And that's the, the second or third There's problem. thing. They don't value their life. And they don't have hope. No. It, or very little. If you don't have hope, yeah. if people, you don't
2: have God, what do you have?
1: I think people nowadays, they're not planning on living very long on this planet. So then what's the point of all the effort? Right. So just give up. Just eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow hopefully I'll die, and then they'll cremate me, and then I'll be done. And what about suicide, Margie? Well, that's because they don't have any hope or energy to live. And little kids. And Why would little kids uh, kill? Yeah, well, teenagers, little kids, adults. Why would people kill themselves? Well, because... I, I believe it's a spiritual thing. I don't believe they're in their right mind ever, ever. When a people commit, they're beyond hope at that point anyway. They're feeling, they're being taken over. That same spirit of craving that took you over to cause you to drink that drink or, or whatever. There's a spirit like that that takes over your physical body and kills you. And you have some agreement, some agree with depression. I hate my life some agreements subtly or subconsciously or implied with death and I don't want to be here. Um, and almost I, every time it's toxic chemicals, whether
2: it's street drug, almost every time. The brain is almost toxic. Almost every yeah. time. I've seen
1: prescription t- antidepressants and mix that with alcohol. Yeah. And your brain is, is is poisoned and don't they have ex, uh, didn't um, some of the clinics they were doing experiments doing like these cross sections of the brain, people who committed suicide, and then people who died naturally. And in the people with the suicide, their brains are much more blackened. Mm. Um, There's the spark, the coloring is way uh, decreased. It's like they're Mm -hmm. almost dark, darkened death is coming in. And just that in itself would indicate that something isn't right right in their brain. So how did they get so toxic? Well, if you have someone you know, go back and think about what were they eating? How were they living before they got to that? critical place you know um what kind of a diet were they on and not that you want to be morbid but you know i mean you can we can either go with hopelessness despair i give up or option number two you can make yourself your own god and do what you want and then get get the truth fake your way through uh and you won't make it but you'll hit the wall pretty attractive band-aids in the process. Right. Or you can get real and get right with God and get true and, and have love true yourself. Freedom. And love yourself. Right. And
2: that way if if you want to enjoy, you know, something like a fresh glass of I love watermelon juice, make a make a bowl of homemade ice cream. I mean, what's better than a whole meal of just watermelon? Eat the eat the heart of the watermelon. Uh-huh. You know, make a big bowl of popcorn and sit in freedom and quietness, and in well, God's, you know,
1: God's presence. God even is so good as He's given us ice creams that are already homemade that you can buy in the store that are really good and just have the Nowadays right we have lots of options. Four little ingredients in it instead of twenty-four. If you, I'd say keep it to four ingredients, and if you can't pronounce any of them, don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: what my mom said when we were little. If you can't pronounce it. Don't eat it. I'm so glad she taught me that, yeah. so I don't even try
1: to pronounce those big words. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I don't. And I it was just, But the, but going back to where do we start? You know, I know when I first heard all this. I mean, we, you and I, we are the a generation where at least some of this was kind of commonplace. We knew nutrition. It was it was natural. It was our health style. It was our lifestyle. We grew up eating at a table with right. meals. Yeah, and there was usually a breakfast, dinner, supper, yeah, lunch, and it was, supper.
2: Yeah, on the farm it was
1: dinner, supper, and there were a couple meals in be- or lunches in between right. because we were working hard. Yeah, and you know, that was, we learned that. Nowadays it's microwave dinners, um, fast foods, and TV or TV dinners, I guess, and it's drive through, eating belly. in front of the television. Um, you know, it's all these kinds of things that are totally un natural. Well, there's a question, Margie, because when we
2: started talking about this in the beginning of the program, Mm -hmm. and we were mentioning this about the food, is why is it that we think we have to live on this adrenaline high pace, that it's got to be so exciting, we just got to run to another soccer game and run here and run there. And, and why is it that we just uh, don't want to settle down and actually well, here I, get our hands dirty, stay home, have okay. a quiet, what, what is so wrong about blowing? Well, we have to deal with reality? I, what? I
1: think this is what I just thought. You know, I, I don't know what that effect is called. Um, but when, like say you're driving on a highway and there's a train paralleling you, yes. and if you're going the same speed, it seems like you're not moving. Right. Oh, I see. I don't know the name of that. Yeah, that's true. But so if my body is absolutely racing with anxiety. And my mind. and Yes, my mind is is racing. My body is seething with injustice. So then I have to have a certain amount of activity to cancel out or to equalize the anxiety. I think activity equalizes things. So it feels like I'm not moving. It, It feels like I'm okay, you know, a temporary so that's why we're con- we're un- we're unsettled, we're unhappy. Excuse me, we're grasping, seeking, running
2: even know. in relationships where you have to be you think it always has to be at this high point or that you even have to be mm-hmm. in a in a closer intimate relationship and what i'm finding in my own life, Margie, is that the more intimate that i allow god to be in my life, mm-hmm. the less that i look to a human or human for right. that. And it's not that it's lacking and that you're yearning no, for. No, you're it. actually more fulfilled. And in your own body
0: mm-hmm.
2: when you when you allow God to uh direct you and you choose the foods mm-hmm. that actually truly and foods aren't enough these days, Margie, because mm-hmm. of our soils lacking that was the garden of Eden. So supplementation is very vital and mm-hmm. important, especially in America with all the toxicity and stress that we are exposed to. Um, but when we do give our body what it needs, give our soul and spirit what mm-hmm. it needs, I've been thinking lately of doing some writing on what, what's stealing your soul oh. and how to get your soul back like mm-hmm. and how to allow, allow that spirit to really be in tune and alive. Because, you know, what we find is the more that we detox mm-hmm. on a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, even sometimes social mm-hmm. level. Uh, would include financial, but as we detoxify, the more clear our spirit is, the more clear our mind is, and then that's when uh, the spirit can speak and move. That's when the spirit can do whatever Mm -hmm. it wants to do. Mm -hmm. But I would as soon be in tune with God's spirit than with the dark spirits. And then also um, that we can be in tune to those gut feelings that we refer to, Mm -hmm. that second brain of the gut, because when the gut is polluted and toxic, I don't know that you should always listen to that gut feeling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you might be getting the wrong message mm, for sure you know with that. And so I find health to be so much like Christianity uh, or I should say walking in Christ like in that number 1 is cleansing mm-hmm. and number 2 is building and usually they're simultaneously mm-hmm. uh so that it's, it's rather futile to think we're going to build, build, build. And we don't deal with letting go of the toxins in our life, the toxic thoughts, the toxins in our heart, mm-hmm. the toxic emotions, the toxic. And one thing we do need to mention, I feel, Margie, about when we talk about depression and such, it's not always something that we're actually choosing um, literally like uh, a certain chemical. Sometimes people work in chemicals and toxicity, or toxic mm-hmm. environments that they don't realize. Right. I was just talking with a good friend from Guatemala, and she was saying how her dad was a musician and and how he deals with depression now. And he knows the Lord, but he's depressed, so he doesn't really want to be around people. He's not very talkative. And I said, well, so what does your dad do? Or what did he do? And she said, he still he has to be active, so he's working part-time. But he's always been a maintenance man. Mm. And I said, oh, and I'm thinking "machina, solvent She goes, oh, yes, all that, and it's in a plastics plant. Oh. And I thought, this poor oh. man, he oh. loves the Lord. Mm. He used to love music. He used to love being around people. And then you, the wife wonders, the family wonders, why is Dad depressed? Mm-hmm. I mean, our dads take a beating, Margie. Mm-hmm. The men in this country take a beating. Mm-hmm. And we need to honor our men. Mm-hmm. There are good men. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good men in there, but they're so overwhelmed in trying to well, make a living yeah. and bring in the finances and many them of them yeah, very
1: poisonous things. And
2: some of them are in very toxic jobs in construction, uh fueling jets, uh spraying uh, crops, w- we up with a plane. And w- see that's the part that uh, that's why you're so passionate about getting the word out and thank you for mm-hmm. uh, including me today because People don't realize that their depression, their suicidal thoughts, their anxiety, possibly even terms that are labeled on them like Parkinson's, uh, MS, fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. they don't connect it with these toxins that they're being exposed to on a daily basis. And they think, God, what's wrong with my relationship with you? I'm in the word. I'm Mm -hmm. praying. Mm -hmm. Now, what about that person, Margie, that is like thinking... they're like frustrated, but they're also thinking they're not a good Christian because they're actually having pseudo- suicidal thoughts,
1: but they don't realize how they're being poisoned. Well, you're right, and I think the enemy uses those chemicals and poisons to exacerbate um, the spiritual despair that it's promoting in the mind. So everything, body, soul, and spirit is tied together. But, you know, when you're talking about detoxification, detoxification, um, I would say that you know people say, well, I can't afford all those expensive. I don't have the time to do all those complicated uh, remedies and whatnot. But the thing is, the real detoxification, the real healing of the DNA and of the soul, the mind, the body begins with the Word of God. Right. And if people, I mean, that's if you got a Bible, it won't cost you anything except the time to sit down and read it, and and don't read it through those old theological religious. Self-condemning, God's mad at me. Glasses, take them off. Just sit there, and for the first time in your life, <clears throat> excuse me, just read the words and say, "Holy Spirit, show me what this show means." Show me the healing scripture. Show me show what this means. means. Uh, yeah, and and that God is not mad at us. God is totally for us. He He's got this, and He gets how bad it is. He knows what it was going to come to, and He's aware of it. He says, you know, He's with us. He's providing shelter protection for us even in these last days, food and we're gonna need that. Yeah. But Margie, over ninety percent ninety
2: some percent of the homes in America have at least one Bible. But only twenty some percent ever open that Bible mm-hmm. other than church. We're not we're not in a mass we're not in the Word.
1: No, and we're not where we are gonna have to be in order to survive. survive. We said that together, um, so you know God is not mad at us. He does have healing medicines. He will restore our health. <clears throat> God can bring, and, and part of that, you know, when Jesus worked with the people, He brought healing. He brought deliverance, and a lot of times they were they were together. The deliverance came with the healing, so the, or the healing came as a result of a deliverance, and so. But people can read their Bible. So the questions you mean you may want to begin to ask yourself is why don't I read my Bible, or you know, people say, I can't read this. too Wait, condemns. Satan doesn't want you it's, in the Bible. And then, and then the other That's thing. That's the is, last place he wants you. The Lord also <laughs> said there is a demon called snatcher who will snatch the word out of your mind. In in, in Matthew chapter 13, we talks about the sowing of the seed on the wayside. He says this, the birds come and snatch it. He says the devil, when he gave the interpretation, he says the devil comes and snatches away the word. And so it's when so people tricky. read the word and they don't remember what you read, how do you stay connected with that? I mean, it's like you, you, there's something there that's working against you. Again, just like the plastics in the plastic factory that's making someone depressed. Um, there's just all kinds of venues and ways. that the. But, but, but you say, well, I can't control all that. Well, what you can do is take one or two steps and begin to do that. So keep that Bible verse in your pocket. And
2: when you're having those thoughts, just pull it out. I love that verse. Or tell the Snatcher to go to hell, and then she will probably be able <laughs> there to... There you go. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen. You know, God came to heal the brokenhearted and to give hope to the crushed in spirit. Ooh, I like it. And, you know, that's where we're at, Margie, because we are pretty well overwhelmed. One study that I read about was where people who read their Bibles and prayed uh, when they tested them, they had a perfect pH, a balanced pH in the body. Wow. So to have a balanced pH, that means you're not too acidic, you're not too alkaline, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. And that's our blood has to has to stay at that 7.3 for us not to go into shock or mm-hmm. to die. Mm-hmm. So the body's working really hard on a physical level to keep us there. And when we are putting acidic things in our body, mm-hmm. like white sugar, white flour, processed uh, mm-hmm. dairy, I'm not speaking raw dairy, um, and the meats in the store, the chickens in the store, mm-hmm. these kind of things, unforgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, rock music, stress, mm-hmm. all of that creates acidity. Um, and so we do that about 90% of our lives, mm-hmm. Go to 80% anyway, but 90 some percent of the Americans are acidic. And that's where cancer grows right. and that's where dis dis-ease, mm-hmm. um flourishes. Mm-hmm. So when we have a balanced pH, but when we're doing that, you see, and we're not giving our body the raw fruits and vegetables to balance that mm-hmm. and the supplements, then the body has to go to the bone mm-hmm. to get those minerals. To keep us alive, Mm -hmm. to keep our blood, so it's constantly Mm -hmm. working for us. I don't even know how our bodies and minds do as well as they do with as Mm -hmm. little as we give them, and with as much toxic as we give them. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to the point of we need to rest. Yeah. And people say I don't have time to sleep, I don't have time to rest. And I'll tell you what I wake up at night, or I can't get to sleep, or if anything accelerates the aging process and the disease process, it's not resting and not sleeping. A good sound and just truly trusting. I mean, you have to trust to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You have to just trust not God that maybe you're going to another breath and wake up in the morning.
1: Yeah, and I never worry are about so, that.
2: I know, but some people are so fearful they don't want to go to sleep.
1: Because they might not wake up.
2: They, and I never had thought about that. I know. See, people have to bring these things to me because it's not how I think or how I live my life. And I'm like,
1: well, you know, oh, you you can never rest thought of that. Even in the middle of the day when you're being totally, uh, everything is going around you just 100 miles an hour. You can still be in that place of peace and rest and because you're spiritually connected with God. So, you know what I'd like to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're willing to do this, but I'd like to kind of wrap this show up because sure. we seem like we are talking about the spiritual basics, the the body, soul, spirit, the, the you know, relationship with God. God's going he- to keep core got root. Yeah. And, and these things are the basis out of which physical health will come. And I'd like to do another show. Um, I'm not sure if we'll record that right now or or it'll be, it'll be live later maybe, for you who are listening, that we'll talk about the some of the things practically that we can do with, you know, getting better sleep or... Um, feeding our
2: kids right. Or I'd where love to, to talk about yeah. that.
1: Okay, well, we're going to do that one on Saturday too. So oh, yes. we're inviting you to join us then and um, join us uh, for, you know, um, another edition of it's too hard to be healthy. <laughs>
2: Can I just give one health oh, tip before we go? Oh yeah. And then we're going to give you another I just read hour. A, okay. Well, I just read a, a headline just yesterday, the 61 health benefits of using lemons. I thought 61 health benefits. Wow. It just made me laugh out loud because we've been drinking lemon water since I was a little girl. So for what, 40 over 40 years, mm-hmm. 45 years. And, um, so if you start with nothing else, start with some pure water and some fresh organic lemon juice in it for you and your family. Breathe deeply. And that's your first two stepping stones and on don't, a health level. Don't, don't those lemons, they detoxify you at some? Oh, that's your first step of detoxification is breathing correctly. Oh. Two is pure water. And now you add your lemon to it. So you're
1: already three steps into it. One, two, three. That's mm-hmm. how easy you can start. Well, thank you, Karen, for this awesome day, and um, thank you, people, for listening. We, we hope it's been a blessing to you, not too overwhelming. We love you. Jesus loves you. You can, you can, you can do this. Yeah, by the grace of God, because he said, he promised, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. And
2: God did not bring us this far, Margie, to abandon us now. He's That's totally right. trustworthy. He's good.
1: All right. God bless you guys. Have a fun day, and go plant a flower. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I have an emergency. for your